This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Cauldron and the Knightsbridge. On June 5th, the great battle entered its 11th day with no decision in sight. On this morning, the 8th Army tried to flush the remains of Rommel's original Gazala line strike force out of its positions in the cauldron. The basic idea was good. Actually, it was long overdue. However, the British execution of this maneuver turned out to be extremely poor. In fact, one participant likened it to sticking your arm into a wasp's nest. Had Rommel known that the Allies would take so long to attack his positions, he undoubtedly would have attempted another major assault on the Berhakim box, surrounded but still holding out to the south. However, he could not have imagined the confusion that existed at 8th Army headquarters. Here, no strong leader directed his forces with the ruthlessness required to win a modern battle. Perhaps Brigadier W.G.F. Jackson put it best when he wrote, quote, there has to be a unifying force to steer all the many strong-willed men in an agreed direction. That force is the commander's will, but it cannot make any impact without a policy and plan which all can understand. This sense of direction was almost totally lacking in the higher echelons of the Allied Desert Army. After inexcusably long discussions with corps and divisional commanders, General Ritchie decided to restore the Gazala line and destroy the Africa Corps by a series of frontal assaults. There were two major faults in his plan. First, it was another piecemeal, unconcentrated effort. Second, Ritchie used only about half of his available strength. Once again, a British commander violated the cardinal military principles of mass and concentration. Ritchie's plan called for an initial attack by the 32nd Army Tank Brigade on the northern flank of the Axis salient. The main effort would be on the eastern face of the cauldron, the center of Rommel's line. Here, the 10th Indian Brigade would penetrate the Arietes Front on Aslag Ridge in a night assault. The 22nd Armored and 9th Indian Brigades would follow behind them and at dawn attack through the Indian lines and thrust into Rommel's rear. The 201st Guards Brigade formed the Allied Reserve at the Knightsbridge Box. That's a reading from a great book called Rommel's Desert War, The Life and Death of the Africa Corps by Samuel W. Mitchum, Jr. Good morning, Aurora. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? How do we feel? How do we feel on this rainy day? Quite the rainy day. Nice, thundery, rainy, gloomy, dark, sullen, peaceful. What a morning. It is 5-14-2020, that is May 14th, 2020. The time is now 8.04 a.m. Uh, the weather is very gloomy outside, for, so for those of you tuning in and joining us, uh, good morning to you. Hopefully, this is, this is a day where you can relax just a little bit more in bed because it's, it's comfortable. A little bit of noise uh, behind me, as always, broadcasting to you live from downtown Aurora. Lovely, beautiful, 
but as we just discussed, rainy and gloomy downtown Aurora. Uh, so for those of you tuning in to our fourth episode here, uh, just a quick recap and reiteration of what we are and who we are and what we do. Uh, this podcast is a daily news and update podcast for the city of Aurora. We are the first podcast daily news coming to you from the city of Aurora, focusing on the downtown Aurora area, uh, but also Aurora proper all the way out. Uh, we will give you the updates in Aurora and also uh, national news and headlines as well. This podcast serves two purposes. The first is social justice. Uh, we will be speaking on and always be sure to highlight issues of social justice that are taking place um, in our community, but also uh, the nation as well. And also this podcast serves to speak out for the underserved. So that's those voices and those um, groups, entities, community partners, friends of ours, um, business owners, establishments who may not have a, uh, a voice or been able to get their word out there about who they are and what they do. There's a lot of great, strong, positive initiatives that are taking place and have taken place in the city of Aurora for a while now, and we would just like to highlight those and make sure that everybody knows what's going on, who to know, and what to know about. Um, some of those underserved populations include our veterans. We will speak out for our veterans and do what we can to give out information that helps our vets. Um, also, our undocumented population, all aspects of our population, our LBGTQ community, um, everybody. Um, the little guy gets a voice. Put the word out for everybody. Um, so, a little bit of bad news to start out with. I, I don't know if, know if you guys saw that all summer events and outside fun, River Edge Park festivals, parades, all that kind of stuff is secured, that's a Navy term, but shut down for the, you hear that thunder? I love it. If you hear that thunder in the background, guys, it's just, you know, that's, that's, that's not me. <laughs> it's, it's nature. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's all shut down. It's over. So we won't be doing any fun outside stuff this year, unfortunately, at least for the time being. So we got some reminders for you guys as well. Free mask drive through giveaway. That's happening Saturday, May 16th. Uh, this coming up Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. What is it, you ask? Well, let me tell you. The City of Aurora, in collaboration with Dr. Willie Wilson, will be donating 1,000 masks to help stop the spread of COVID-19 here in our City of Aurora. That's going to be happening at the Aurora Transportation Center, a.k.a. the Metra, right downtown, Galena and Broadway, attached to Two Brothers. Shout out to Two Brothers. Shout out to the squad at Two Brothers. You know, when it's all over, I'm going to come and see you again. Uh, so come on out to that. They will be donating 1,000 masks. So please spread the word about that. Come on through. Again, that's this Saturday from 10 a.m. till noon. Also, uh, very important, Aurora's Stable Fund, S-T-A-B-L-E, a clever acronym to whoever created it, I must say, standing together with Aurora Business's local emergency, stable fund. What is the stable fund, you ask? A forgivable loan program that helps stabilize, excuse me, to help stabilize small businesses impacted by the COVID-19 crisis. This is a partnership with Invest Aurora and the Aurora Regional, Regional Chamber of Commerce. The fund will provide $1.4 million in forgivable loans to small businesses. Applications are due this Friday, May 15th by 5 p.m. Not 5.15 p.m., not 3.11 p.m., not 5.30, but my dog ate my homework, 5 p.m. The application can be found at www.investaurora.org. Um, wow, that thunder. Oh, my God, I love it. It's so great. It's so great. Oh, can you guys hear it? Well, of course you can. You're at home. You're listening to it, too. It's so great. All right. Next, we have something very cool that I saw the other day. 
online. Wanted to give this a shout out as well from the Aurora Public Library. They have Your Library at Home program, the Your Library at Home program. Um, now that's taken place. It's been um, this week. Just got news of it today. So I apologize for the other days that it was off and popping. But you guys know if you follow the Aurora Public Library. Um, so, excuse me, today, Thursday, at 11 a.m., there's a children's program on Brachiosaurus. We all know what the Brachiosaurus is, those dinosaur lovers out there. Ask your kids. It is a large sauropod, an herbivore. I think it was a sauropod. I have to check that. Uh, 3 p.m. is the teen program. That's the graphic novel book discussion. Uh, you can email teens at auroraPublicLibrary.org for the Discord link. And at 7 o'clock p.m. is the adult program, Live Jazz with Petra Van Nui. Uh, that's going to be awesome. 7 p.m., Live Jazz. Check that out for sure. Um, Saturday, this Saturday coming up, which is the 16th at 3 p.m., there is the children's program, Elite Chess. Ages 5 through 8 with chess experience, please register. Dang. 5 through 8. Are your kids playing chess yet? Super woke. Uh, so, we've got a good show for you guys today. Oh, excuse me. Uh, access all of those programs via Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, the Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube of the Aurora Public Library. Shout out to the Aurora Public Library for all the good stuff that they're doing. All right. Um, we've got a really good show for you guys today. At 8.30, we've got a interview that I've been looking forward to for a while now. We're going to be interviewing Culture Stock. Culture Stock is a nonprofit, local nonprofit here in the city of Aurora, and they do cool stuff. They are, uh, you know, I'm not even going to spoil it for you, but the Culture Stock crew will be on with us at 8.30, Nicole and my dear friend Araceli will be on talking us. Excuse me, talking to us about culture stock, and we'll also be discussing, um, uh, excuse me, dealing with isolation and how we've been doing that here, uh, going on with uh, COVID nineteen and everything, shutting the house. Some of you guys are coping in different ways. I uh, hope it's all positive, but we will be discussing that um, culture stock. Uh, my history with culture stock, I. I first walked across them many, many, many moons ago uh, when they had a bookstore. It was so awesome. It was so great. But, yeah, that's going to be happening at the interview time, as always, at 8.30 a.m. Uh, as you know, <clears throat> excuse me, what we've been doing as well is we've been giving a daily update on the uh, status of COVID-19 uh, in the uh, United States. The Center for, excuse me, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on their website, uh, last updated as of yesterday compared to today, excuse me, uh, yesterday's data, there are currently 1,364,061 cases of COVID-19 in the United States with 21,000 467 new cases compared to yesterday's data. Total, excuse me, uh, 82,246 total deaths with 1,426 new deaths. Uh, if you go to their website, which is cdc.gov, you can see this information, and it is broken down uh, in many different ways. Cases and deaths by state, cases and deaths, excuse me, cases and deaths by county. You can select a state. New cases by day, cases by race and age, cases by ethnicity and age as well. As we know, COVID-19 has been affecting minority communities particularly hard, Latinos and African Americans. Um, also, got something that I wanted to share with you as well. So next week, we're going to be having a very cool uh, interview. I'll give you a little hint. I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little sneak peek. Next week, we've got an interview lined up with a uh, professional from 
Northwestern Medicine will be on Tuesday of next week. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful show that I've been looking forward to, and we're going to get some good uh, information. That, that show will detail uh, a couple of things, one of which will be career development. But uh, the person, the media relations specialist for Northwestern Medicine, Desiree Battaglia, who will be our guest next week, wrote a very interesting blog, which I'd like to share with you guys. The time is now 8.15 a.m. It's 13 ways to help a friend with anxiety during coronavirus. It's in the psychiatry and psychology section of their About Us Northwestern Medicine Newsroom blog. And it's really good. thought I'd share this with you guys as well. Um, you know, I, I have been, um, I noticed that uh, anxiety affects a lot of people differently. I've not struggled with anxiety, excuse me, anxiety myself, but I have friends who do. And I think that it's very important to highlight the, um, you know, if you're not, just because you're not going through something does not mean that somebody else isn't. And if you're going to be a true friend to somebody, you have to be able to walk in their shoes. Like, that's just, that's just a basic you know, so with that being said, I'm going to share this blog with you uh, for anyone out there struggling. So it starts off, many people are struggling with anxiety during the COVID-19 pandemic. Everyone reacts to the circumstances differently, and it can be challenging to know how to help a friend or family member having difficulty. Robert Gottlieb, a licensed clinical professional counselor with Northwestern Medicine Central DuPage Hospital, shares some tips on how to help someone who is anxious. Number one, ask if they want advice or to just be heard. Sometimes saying something is enough without someone trying to solve our problems for us. That's interesting. Sometimes saying something is enough without someone trying to solve our problems for us. That's, I like that. Number two, listen, excuse me, listen patiently. Let your friend take their time in sharing. Don't rush them. Give them space to be heard and feel like you listened and understood. Number three, don't judge. What makes one person anxious may be of no consequence to another. Anxiety, like pain, is subjective. It must be seen from the other person's perspective, not yours. Empathize. Excuse me, number four, empathize. Recognize their struggles and validate that what they are feeling is real for them. You don't have to agree with them to let them know you hear them and see how they are struggling. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Empathy. 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 You know what? We're going to do an We're going to, that's down the line. That's coming soon. Stay tuned for that. Empathy. I'm with that. Five, relate if you can, but don't take over the conversation. Sometimes when we feel anxious, it's nice to know we're not alone. Relate with your friend on how to feel about it, too, to normalize their emotions. But be careful not to shift the focus of the conversation to make it about yourself instead. Six, make yourself available. Trying to prioritize important people in our lives makes them feel important and safe coming to us. If you can't talk right when your friend needs you, let them know when you'll be reaching out and be sure you follow through. I'm feeling that too. Seven, thank them. It's hard to ask for help or let people know when we are struggling. Let your friend know you appreciate their trusting you and coming to you and that they aren't being a burden in doing so. That's what's up. Eight, check back in later. Follow up with your friend a few days later and see how they are doing. It's nice to know people care and are thinking about you after the fact. We get over the difficulties of others faster than they do, and it helps them to know that they are not forgotten. I'm feeling that too. Man, this is good advice. This is really good advice. Nine, offer to help. Don't just tell your friend, if you need anything, let me know. No one feels comfortable taking people up on that. Offer to help in a specific way in which you're willing to help that's related to their anxiety slash need. Invite them to call you again or set up a weekly Zoom call. Or tune in to Good Morning Aurora. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Ten, give advice only if requested. If your friend wants advice or feedback, give it to them, but do so in a limited manner. Don't bombard them with too many different ideas or techniques at one time. This will only overwhelm them. 
Also, don't take it personally if they don't follow your advice. Remember, it's about them, not you. 11, encourage connection. Excuse me, <clears throat> encourage connection. Encourage your friend to reach out to other people they may know as well. As much as we want to, to be a support for someone, being their sole support isn't a wise decision. During times of uncertainty and anxiety, it's good to have and utilize a robust support system. 12, don't assume. Let your friend tell you what they think and feel. Don't assume you can read their mind based on your own perspective of what the media is saying. And last, number 13, have some helpful, helpful suggestions. There are lots of helpful anxiety management techniques to offer. Deep breathing exercises, meditation, limiting news slash social media intake. Oh. Sorry, that was a brand new email. Uh, limiting news slash social media intake, going for a walk, listening to music, connecting with friends and family, mindfulness exercises, journaling, aromatherapy, prayer, calling a therapist, or showing random acts of kindness towards others. All of the above. To access non-emergency treatment at Northwestern Medicine Behavioral Health, please call 630-933-4000. For the hearing impaired, 630-359-8667. That was a wonderful blog. 13 ways to help a friend with anxiety during the coronavirus. The time is now 8.21 a.m. As I mentioned before, at 8.30, we are going to be having a the interview section of Good Morning Aurora. Thanks for tuning in. As always, checking us out. Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m., Aurora's newest podcast. It's only morning show podcast and place to get the information for the city of Aurora downtown out. Um, 8.30 a.m., we have Culture Stock coming on the line for the interview portion, telling us all about Culture Stock and dealing with uh, isolation during this period of COVID-19. Time is now 8.22 a.m. So, Saw something that I thought we should know about and talk about that really, I must say, it upset me. I've been seeing a lot more of this um, going on. And, you, you know, it's one thing to watch these silly, you know, uncouth videos showing physical violence and altercation in establishments of professionalism, but it's another thing when they turn to random acts of egregious violence. Two Target customers who refused to wear face masks were arrested after a brawl that broke an employee's arm. Two men refused to wear masks during their trip to a Los Angeles Target store, according to the LAPD. Philip and Paul Hamilton were being escorted out of the store when one of the men punched an employee before a fight broke out among the group according to a department statement published alongside a video of the incident. While on the ground, a store employee broke his left arm. The incident comes as the latest clash between retail employees and customers refusing to abide by face mask policies. Is it really that deep? Is it? Is it really that deep? I mean, it appears that they, the fight happened as they were leaving the store after having purchased items, but doing it with no mask. I mean, this is, I mean, it's, it's really just, it's really just sad. Um, in Illinois, uh, it was reported that over uh, 4,000 new cases of COVID-19 have been confirmed over the past day. Uh, it represents the biggest jump in cases during the pandemic so far as testing uh, continues to expand in the state. That is news that is very, um, you know, it's very disconcerting because just when everybody was thinking about going back to work or back to business, uh, to have a spike like that be reported does not, you know, does not present or project confidence. Um, that's also another one of the reasons why we started doing this um, podcast because, you know, the amount of businesses who started having hard times um, 
you know, it, it just increased so bad. And there's a lot of businesses who are not restaurants. You know, they don't have the ability to sell empanadas and beer. Like, they can't do that. That hasn't been their business model, nor was it the plan to be. So what have, what do they do, you know? And they, we wanted to give them, a, rather, uh, be able to give them an outlet to speak about their businesses and things like that. So that's another aspect of Good Morning Aurora that we are very proud of. Everybody gets a shot here. All, um, we take all comers, you know, and we like to shout out everybody. The time is now 8.25 a.m. Speaking of shout-outs, let me give a shout-out to Treadwell Coffee. They are open again from 8 a.m. to 2 with limited uh, hours, limited staff, but doing everything in a highly professional and sanitary manner, practicing social distancing every step of the way. Got to give them a shout-out because I love the coffee. Big fan of Treadwell Coffee located downtown on Downer Place. Um, So we're also going to do something very cool that's going to be coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I thought that we might start to do... I'm I'm, I'm tempted. thought that we might start to do some customer, uh, some uh, listener requests. What do you think about that? Is that a good idea? Uh, we now are on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, give us a shout-out. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe. We are on Anchor and Spotify. And uh, some of the newest initiatives that have been popping up have not been able to secure locations or do their thing, but people are being creative all around this city, in the downtown area, in Aurora, all over the place. Uh, so we're going to be giving um, all kinds of shots out. You may hear shots outs of names that you did not know existed before you heard them here. We'll be breaking a lot of new businesses and initiatives uh, coming up soon, so stay tuned. Um, but yes, for any new businesses or new ideas that people have, you can send us an email. Uh, good morning, Aurora, I-L, at gmail.com, and we will uh, highlight you give you a shout out and see what we can do about uh, putting the word out for you there in a future basis. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm. Again, we're on Anchor, we are on Breaker, and we're also on Spotify. Uh, We're on Google Podcasts as well for those of you who have Android. Um, Yeah, so this podcast is um, here for the people. That's what we're doing. We're here for the people, showing love every single day, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Aurora's very first podcast, very first morning show, starting off something new for the people. Um, there is the uh, deadline for direct deposit establishment to get your stimulus checks was yesterday. If you did not complete the deadline, or excuse me, complete entering into direct deposit information on irs.gov yesterday, by noon, you will be waiting to get your stimulus check. And I think that those next round of stimulus checks will be coming out in July, if I'm not mistaken with that. Um, so hopefully you got the direct deposit. Get your money. Get your money because them checks in the mail and a little bit of scuttlebutt about the post office closing down would be disaster for those who would be waiting for a subsequent check. The time is now 8.28 a.m. Two minutes, we go live with our friends, Culture Stock, Aurora. We are going to be going live with Nicole and Araceli. So I want to say one more thing before we get ready to go live here, and that is support your local girl gang. <laughs> All right, time is now 8.29 a.m. Going to get ready to go live here with the squad. See what's happening out there. So, on the line, Culture Stock. Culture Stock, Araceli, how we doing out there? Good morning. Good morning, good morning. How you feeling? 
That's good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Thank you for jumping on the show. Good morning, Aurora. We are proud to have you on and to uh, get a chance to speak to you and also get a chance to, uh, you know, learn about what Culture Stock is, who you are as an individual as well, um, you know, and, and learn and learn. So tell me, what's new? Thank you for having us. Um, Nicole should be joining us shortly. All right. Um, you know, Culture Stock, I know you mentioned you walked by the bookstore a few years ago, probably, because mm-hmm. it's been a few years now. Um, so we are in the process of kind of revamping, trying to find a new location. Um, before COVID, we were in the process of doing some fundraising and all that stuff. Um, so that's taken a little bit of... Um, a back seat, I, I guess you would say. Right. Um, due to current restrictions on things. So, for now, we are in the process of kind of reorganizing and trying to figure out what is going on. And trying to figure out what our next steps are going to be. Right. Okay, okay. Um, so... Uh, now, Araceli, tell us about yourself. You are an Aurora uh, native, resident? Um, yeah, I, I've grown up in Aurora. Um, I, I was actually born in California. Oh, snap. Um, but my parents moved here when I was probably like six, seven months old. So I've grown up in Aurora my whole life. Cool. Um, and it's been a great place. It's, I love the diversity of Aurora. What part of California were you born, uh, born in? I was born in, um, I think where like all the, like a lot of the plants grow and stuff. I was born in Wasco, which is near Bakersfield. Oh, okay. Northern Cali. I think it's Central California. Oh. Well, that's why it shows you my mask, <laughs> my map skills. <laughs> that's why this is Good Morning Aurora, not Good Morning California. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I've grown up here. Um, I've seen the city go through many changes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Culture Stock was a very great spot at the time. Um, I think it brought, it did bring a lot of access to a lot of different people who maybe didn't have the opportunity to access certain programs or certain opportunities. Um, So it's got a really uh, rich history. And um, the mission is to bring arts-related events and classes and workshops, things like that, um, to underrepresented populations. Um, just to provide access to everything. Um, the arts can be really transformative for a lot of people. Having those opportunities in that community, that community meeting space, um, is definitely very important, too. Right, right. Um, now, where did the name Culture Stock come from? Um, I was not there at the very beginning <laughs> when the name came about, so I, I couldn't really tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Nicole joins us, she will probably have more of that information. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Interesting, interesting. So what kind of things has uh, Culture Stock been doing now in lieu of, uh, well, dealing with, you know, COVID-19? discussion group that meets mm-hmm. um, online. Um, I think it's through Google Hangouts. Um, okay. So they meet to discuss um, it could be books, it could be certain different topics. Um, I believe some of the topics mm-hmm. that they have covered is like implicit bias was one week um, and various social justice topics that they discuss. Nice. Very cool. That's one program that we've kept, we've been able to keep running. Um, And pretty soon we're probably going to see what other programs we can do in an online platform. Nice, nice, nice. Feeling that. Um, So now our topic that we're going to talk about is dealing with isolation. 
Um, now, so how long has COVID even been going? This has been like, has it been two months now? Uh, middle of March. Don't, right, yeah, mid-March. Um, now, how have, so we'll start with how you've been dealing with isolation personally, and then we'll talk about others. And I'll let you know about myself and everything too. So how have you been dealing with isolation? Uh, personally, I feel like I am in a weird spot in life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I went ahead and um, graduated from grad school. Nicole just joined us, everyone. From uh, Welcome to Good Morning Aurora, Nicole. Hi. Can I turn it sideways or I don't know? You're fine. Yeah, you're all right. You're all right. You look good. Okay, there you go. For those of you uh, just joining the show, Nicole Mullins of Culture Stock has just joined us at Good Morning Aurora. Thank you for coming on our new podcast and giving a shout out to our friends at Culture Stock, our squad here, our squad. Nice to nice to see you. You too. So for the uh, for the listeners, uh, we were talking about the history of Culture Stock and what it is where the name came about. Araceli gave us a brief rundown. If you could fill in some of those points, I need to know about that name. Well, actually, we did a, uh, we put a call out to the community because we were trying to think of names and we literally had a running list of like 60 potential names. And Culture Stock was one of the names that was, um, come up by one of our original board members and it all just kind of it's kind of just stuck it seemed like the standout it was there wasn't really any torn feelings between one name or the other one that one just felt right so that's how that happened nice nice it, it it's uh it's one of the catchiest names in the world culture stock it's perfect i mean it's just it's it just it we, says so much. <laughs> we still get people that call us culture shock, and like, <laughs> no, that's not what it is. Like I'm talking even people that are bit, like very familiar. I don't know if it just slips out sometimes. Yeah. That rolls off the tongue more. I don't know, but yeah, culture shock. Nice, nice. Um, now is um. So I was explaining to the audience as well that I first discovered culture stock. One day walking past, walked in, and it was a, a, a bookstore. Now, uh, the store's not there. You guys are in the process of getting a new location. But uh, since COVID and all this craziness, activities are online now, right? I see you guys got Facebook activity going on at a, at a good pace. Well, we started to. Um, we started to. And then I had a death in the family, and that kind of tore me away from um, – being able to do that kind of stuff and um Araceli was busy with grad school and so we kind of took a little hiatus um but yeah we did do quite a bit of programming online we've shared um other other organizations that we um have collaborated with or support or support us um we've shared some of their online programming um, Araceli started a really fun way to engage the community by asking like on a regular basis, how people are staying creative um, during quarantine. And they, I mean, they send in pictures of like amazing chalk art, um, like cupcake art. I saw the cupcake um, art. Yeah. I damn near ate that picture. Good. Yeah. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. I saw uh, you guys got, you guys got a lot of good activities. So, you guys, uh, the engagement is there um, with the community. So um, we were also going to talk about uh, dealing with isolation. So you guys, we just talked about the engagement that Culture Stock as an entity is doing, but how are you uh, individually both dealing with isolation? And Araceli was letting us know how she was uh, dealing with it. isolation personally um I don't know I think it has maybe something to do with growing up as an only child and my mom working full-time that I'm like cool I can entertain myself all day every day um (laughs) (laughs) 
So, I mean, it really hasn't affected me too much. Um, plus, I'm, I'm busy handling, like, um, some stuff with the family member that had passed away and uh, settling her estate. So I've been keeping um, very busy in right. isolation. <laughs> right. Um, we uh, we extend our condolences to your family for the family member that you lost. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. Yep. Um, Araceli, how are you dealing with things? Um, yeah, a little bit similar to Nicole in that I I do I do tend to be a little bit of a homebody and a little bit of an introvert. So it is nice to to be at home. Um, but I also do like to get out on occasion. So that's been rough. Like I like to go to restaurants. I like to go see my friends. I like to go to happy hour. Um and like you mentioned previously, all these summer things have been canceled. Um, I like those outdoor concerts. I like going to River's Edge. I like um, doing stuff around downtown in the summer when the weather is nice. Um, so the pools are closed. The parks are closed. Right. Like all that stuff is kind of bumming me out. Um, Terrible. The good thing that I did, I like Nicole mentioned also, I was finishing grad school this last semester so I had that to keep me busy for a while um so now that that's congratulations yay hey I need the clap um button you know like the audiences do like ah. I'm gonna get that I'm, I'm, I promise you that next show next show that we did <laughs> hell yeah they got an app for that now congratulations I saw that on the gram so for for those out there just tuning in, uh, one of our Culture Stock members recently graduated grad school. Congratulations. Yay. That's what's up. And so now I think it's just um, trying to find what my routine is going to be for the day. Um, I am still in the process of looking for employment now that I'm done with school. Um, so I'm sure that will take part in part of my routine um and you know i've been just doing different things um a lot of it is arts related um and that's where i think um, my involvement comes with culture stock is that i do like to write i like to journal i like to paint i like to draw i'm not great at it i'm not really <laughs> that good at it but you know it's something that i enjoy and something that i like yeah doing um, it is the point yeah, I've been baking, cooking here and there, trying new recipes and things like that. So, um, and I think right now that's probably all that we can do is try to keep up a routine, yeah. some kind of daily schedule, um, and just try to do things that um, are going to help fill our soul with good things. Right. Um, time is now 8.43 a.m. For those of you just tuning in, we are live with Culture Stock Aurora. Uh, one of the coolest initiatives, uh, city. You guys are a 5013C nonprofit. You guys are a nonprofit. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Uh, one of the coolest nonprofits here in the city of Aurora. Been around for a long time, ever since I came to Aurora. And you're tuning in to Good Morning Aurora. So, uh, one of the things that this podcast, so you guys, uh, we have similar outlooks. You guys are doing something for underserved populations. One of the goals of this podcast was to speak up for underserved people, businesses, entities, all that kind of stuff. Lots of people lost jobs during COVID-19 and not and have not been able to come back. Um, um, Treadwell just came back. Cotton seeds on the way back. But uh, do we know people who are dealing with the um, shut-in and dealing with isolation in different ways than us, perhaps negative ways? And if so, how are we helping them out? You know, a friend of mine recently asked me if I know anyone who's being really um, personally affected by COVID, like on a like on a personal level from your your human needs being met, like shelter, food, you know, the basics. And I, I can't say that I do 
knowingly know anyone. Right. I don't know, knowingly know anyone. But that doesn't mean that they're not there, you know? Right. Maybe they, and I know I've heard that the food banks are doing a wonderful job um, with not only having food available to the community, but also um, having a safe way for those families to pick them up um, just by pulling up their car right. to assist with social distancing. I know that the schools, I've heard um, that the schools are doing great things by having uh, food pickups for families. And yep. shout out to uh, shout out to 131 East Aurora School District. They got that going on like effectively yeah. too. That's right. And I've heard 129, same thing, where, um, but I'm a Tomcat, so I'm biased to 131. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but where the family, they can just pull up during the window of time, they go, they ask you how many kids, and then they give above and beyond what is needed. And so I think that, I, I brought people, you're not worried about, uh, your business being lost, you're not worried about, you know, all of these bigger economic impacts, which are important to business owners, they're important to families who rely on those businesses, but some people are just, how am I going to eat today? How am I going to feed my kids today? Right. And so I think having those outlets in our community, um, the Marie Wilkinson Food Pantry, you know, all of those different things, the school districts have been a blessing to families who are just concerned with how how am I going to survive today without my family going hungry? Right. Right. That puts um, it into just, perspective. Just to add to that, too, um, with the additional mental health challenges and maybe the additional pressures going on at home, um, seems that their statistics are showing that there's been an increase in things like violence or a home. Um, so Meet Your Ground in Aurora does a really great job at servicing um, that population. Um, I know there's people who work um, in certain, I've seen postings where um, people who work in certain um, services, they've said, you know, if you have something going on at home where you need help, like you need someone to call the police, you know, send me an order like send me an email or a message that says I'd like to place an order for a certain thing and that's kind of like a coded message to say get me some help call somebody for me um, to come to my house um, right. so I've seen that um, and Mutual Ground is a great organization so if anyone ever needs um, shelter they do residential shelter there too um, they do outpatient um counseling also which I'm sure that maybe they're doing some type of telehealth or zoom counseling and things like that there's also um, family counseling services downtown Aurora that I know is doing telehealth also um, counseling services and I believe that they do take sliding scale as well nice nice yeah shout out to mutual ground and shout out to family counseling services yeah mutual ground still has a lot of things going on like they still organize donation drop-offs and all that kind of stuff so yeah they're uh they're they're keeping busy um i i know a couple of people so as a veteran there's veterans who are kind of you know slipping through the cracks in some areas and uh i was able to be i was fortunate enough to be on a call uh with some of the other veteran organizations in the city and one of the things that i noticed that was that some of the people who are volunteering their time to check on other people are like old you know what i'm saying like people who are in their 70s are going to check on people in their 90s and, and it's, yeah, it's like, it's because some of them are not dealing with isolation well. But not only that, nobody knows how they're dealing with isolation because, like. Nobody's checking on them. <laughs> well, and not only that, they're senior citizens, you know, and like, and some of these people still live at home. Like, they're not, they're old school Aurora guys, you know what I'm saying? They're not in, like, retired living communities. 
Like, they're still on the west side with the ability to step outside and break a hip and fall. Like, that's not, you know, that's pretty scary. So, but everybody I know is pretty much dealing with isolation okay, in a way. I don't know anybody who's not dealing with it, but there are increases in, um, to your point, RSLA, domestic violence and child abuse. You know, those things are on the rise, and that's, that's absolutely abhorrent. Um, the time is now 8.50 a.m. I'm dealing with isolation okay, you know. Uh, as a person who, you know, slept on a ship for many months with people I didn't like, not, not all of them, but, you know, like next to me and on top of me and underneath me, um, it's not so bad, you know. Uh, Araceli recipes, yes. I, I tried this, I tried this bacon-wrapped, like jalapeno recipe where you shred you shred up some chicken you stuff it in there cover that with cheese and you wrap the bacon and you oven it it was good it was really good shout out to rachel ray rachel ray got the she got the the recipes uh but this is not a food show you are tuned in you're tuned in to good morning aurora the newest podcast here downtown uh from the downtown aurora area Outwards, covering all of Aurora, letting it be known what's happening in Aurora. Um, so we we go from eight to nine in the mornings. Uh, people can check us out on Anchor FM and Spotify and Google Podcasts if you have an Android phone. Uh, and again, we're here with Culture Stock Aurora. You know, my people, two of my cool people. Uh, you know, letting it, they're letting uh, the world know what culture stock is. I have to say this, and I want to put this out there. Uh, we've got about nine minutes left. Um, the book, books, printed material and printed matter. Here's one thing I'm scared about. I don't do conspiracy theories. You guys know me very well. You know, uh, a lab made in China. What I don't want to go away is books. It would break my heart if libraries never opened up again. Like, that would break, you know, that's, that's the thing that I miss a whole lot more than quote-unquote freedoms. I still take pretty much all my freedoms, you know. Like, I, I take the occasional walk. I properly social distance. I wear a mask when I have to go into the store. But I do miss, like, Barnes & Noble. You know what I'm saying? You get your little scone. You sit there and just chill out. You don't even have to buy the book. You can just read it. They're not even going to kick you out. You know? And I miss that. And it would yeah. hurt my heart if that doesn't come back soon. Yeah. Well, even before this, there's uh, there were so many bookstores closing and going out of business. Yep. And um, it's, I remember um, reading several articles about how there's a resurgence of um, how used bookstores have to reinvent themselves because with ebooks and all of that kind of stuff, um, being able to find everything online, that their businesses were suffering. And so I think that was, um, it was interesting because at the time when I would read those articles, everything that they are suggesting um, that bookstores do or, um, or, or were identifying that successful bookstores were doing, we were doing it. But it was not because we were like intentionally innovative. It was because our main focus was to be a community art center. And the bookstore was there as a, an added bonus and to help facilitate our mission. So it was kind of cool to see that um, small used bookstores are having to innovate by including the arts and, and live activities and learning opportunities. Um, Culture Stock was ahead of its time. I loved it. I mean, the book the book price was $15. Y'all price was $3. i am like, yeah, run that. <laughs> run that. Yeah. And that's, that's something that's still important to the Culture Stock board presently is is having that space and having those books there. Um, we definitely like the energy that Culture Stock has, so we, we want to be able to do that again at some point. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, so I want you guys to know that uh, it's uh, Good Morning Aurora is always here for you. 
you know what I'm saying? So hopefully we could do another one of these and, you know, whatever you guys got, if it's something big, if when life goes back to normal and you do the hip hop, the break dance competition or whatever, yes, yes, you know, we'll be, uh, maybe we'll set up a little booth out there. You know, you never know. Sure. You never know. You never know. Um, so the time is now 8.55 a.m. So uh, I'd like to, as this has been developing, I've kind of been in the mood to uh, end, because we detail the COVID-19 cases in the, the country. We give that daily update. But I do kind of like to end off on a positive note. Um, so here it is today, Thursday. It's a very gloomy day outside here in Aurora, which is great for me, but we're not just dealing with my mental health. Uh, so why don't you guys, uh, Araceli, is there a message that Culture Stock, in your words or your thoughts, would like to leave the people with today as we go about our day on Thursday? I think as far as Culture Stock goes, I feel that we definitely do our best to try and promote the arts. Um, the arts can be very therapeutic, very transformative. So I definitely encourage um, anyone, especially now with maybe having some extra time, um, to go ahead and explore, just explore the different various art platforms that there are, drawing, uh, writing, singing, music. Um, Nicole's great at that. <laughs> and Support your friends. <laughs> and you don't have to be good at it. You just have to enjoy yourself while you're doing it. Right. Um, process those emotions that you're feeling um, and that's why I just encourage anyone um, going through anything to go ahead and try that but also you know reach out to your support system reach out to your friends reach out to your family because um, they they can listen and they'll be there for you so I think that's, that's uh, the main point that I want to get across nice Nicole what about you um, I would just reiterate, yes, how transformative and therapeutic the arts can be. And, um, you know, some people think, oh, well, if I don't have the materials to explore certain arts that I'm interested in while I'm in social isolation, or I don't have the means to purchase some of these things. Like, you can literally find ways to be creative anywhere. You can go outside in your backyard or take a, you know, a walk around, pick dandelions and make a crown out of it you know there's like so many ways that you can be creative with the things that you have already around you so facts facts yeah um i encourage people to be creative take a walk get outside um but read books now is a perfect time to pick up on brush up on a good book we do a um we do a short book reading every morning just to throw something out there for people to read, whatever the hell it is, because I, I, I'm a firm believer. I'm a parent, too, so I'm a firm believer in, in the printed word. You will not find any much, you, you will not find better outlets of resource than books, even in, an, in uh, a technological age that we're living in. I, I'm all for documentaries, but I like reading books, too, so I always try to shout that out. Um, but yeah, so the time is now 8.58 a.m. Uh, follow Culture Stock on Facebook. Um, yes. And you guys got a IG? We do, but I don't think we've been very active on that. Okay, well, but holler we at them. Do. Well, holler at them on the IG. They may or may not like a picture of yours. Who knows when they'll... <laughs> When they'll log in, but it's there. <laughs> but check out the Facebook page definitely because they have content. Well, they have a uh, different like posts and very engaging stuff. Oh, and by the way, I gotta give a shout out, Araceli. What's what's the other page? Wellness. Um, the Wellness Evolution is a private group. Oh um, my bad. Well, y'all can't join that. So. <laughs> I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shout out to Wellness Evolution as well. All right, I think or that they can come up with their own. They can create their own. It is still a really good tool to have. Yeah, true. That true. How about that for positive? Yeah, you know, do your own Wellness Evolution, but just don't jack that name. W E Wellness Evolution. That's we. That's us. Um, and with that being said, I think that we'll call it a wrap for today. Good morning, Aurora Podcast, broadcasting to you live Monday through Friday, eight to nine a.m. Coming from downtown aurora out 
giving it all up for Aurora. Also, thank you, Culture Stock, for jumping on and giving us this interview today. And we wish you guys the best day and a bright, prosperous day. And with that, we say peace. Bye. Bye. Thanks. No doubt.